Um, this person says my ex-wife and her friend hooked up with members of the Bloodhound Gang. You wow. familiar? Okay. You and me, baby. Ain't nothing that but hint. mammals. I so let's do it like they do. I don't think that's something you should beg about. The Discovery Channel. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> exactly. Like. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You found us. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Begin, Begin Again. Again. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, you might have actually just found us because Apple Podcasts in certain regions had us in the new and noteworthy Woo-hoo! section. That was so exciting. So if this is your first time finding us from that, thank you. Hopefully, you know, you enjoy this. Um, <laughs> and as well, if you're listening on Apple Music, wherever you're listening, you know, hit a bell icon a subscribe thing leave a review whatever if you want to reach out though you hear something in a podcast and you say i have feelings about that at romcom or if rewind you really like it yeah yeah hey if you like it that's cool <laughs> too uh at romcom rewind on tiktok and instagram um we have a message from sasha hi i just wanted to reach out to say i recently discovered your podcast and i have been devouring it <clears throat> you two are so fun and easy to listen to was wondering if you would consider doing an episode on the movie Austin Land, which in my opinion is one of the greatest rom-coms that hits all of the points. Great story, great outfits, a plot twist, and of course, Jennifer Coolidge. Thanks. Thank you again for all the laughs. Jennifer Coolidge actually makes an appearance in this podcast. What? Yeah, Sarah doesn't know that yet. What do you mean? But I have something about Jennifer Coolidge for today. Oh, cool. I yeah. was like, what? Like, what? Surprise. She's <laughs> not so in the confused. movie. But she will make an appearance in our podcast. Cool. Um, Begin Again, though, yes. is the story of formerly successful record label executive Dan Mulligan, played by one of Sarah's all-time favorites, Mark Ruffalo. I do love Mark Ruffalo. Remind us, is he on your Mount Rushmore no, of rom-com he's not. greatness? No, he's not. Um, we haven't talked about that in a really long time. Yeah, I know. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. Ryan one, Reynolds, two. Ryan Gosling. Jude Law, but specifically no, in not The Holiday. No, not now. No, not anymore. No, he's okay. not. Um, Heath Ledger, right? Oh, I love Heath Ledger. I, you know what? I think I have to figure that out. Whoa, we're, oh, so there's an opportunity for a fourth in here, Sarah. Yeah, I have to review... I'll I'll figure it out within the next few weeks. Well, will you figure it out by the end of this podcast? Is Mark Ruffalo at least in consideration? He's a very wonderfully good looking. Yes, he is. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mark Ruffalo, Dan, has fallen on tough times. He hasn't booked a successful artist on his record label in years. He's also one of the founders of the label, by the way. Uh, he's no longer living with his wife, Miriam, played by Katherine Keener. He has a strained relationship with his daughter, Violet, played by Haley Steinfeld. We believe Dan might be also, you know, uh, abusing alcohol, I think I can say. So it's uh, not going well. Until at a dingy dive bar, he hears this beautiful song being performed by Greta James, played by Kira Knightley. It's hauntingly beautiful. And Dan decides this. This is what he's been looking for. He's going to make a record with Greta. But then Greta, by the way, was previously dating Dave Cole, who's like an up-and-coming star musician played by Adam Levine, which I think is a very apt person to put in that role. They broke up in a fairly messy way that we'll talk about. And when Dan meets Greta, it is probably her last night in L.A. before she leaves. She wants to get out of there. That's our lead-in for Begin Again. What are your thoughts on this movie? So what are we doing here? It's not working. You gotta go. I'm taking my client list. It's not Jerry Maguire. I'm taking my art list. Oh, I got to get away from you. Get away. I'm coming back for that. 
I'll tell your mom I lost my job today. You got money to pay for these? I'm a kid. I don't have any money on you me. You don't have any pocket money. Well, I spent that on condoms. No, 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 no. This movie is not your typical rom-com. Like, mm-hmm. that's for sure. I'm still... <laughs> I'm still trying to find the romantic relationship piece of this movie, but I think I've deduced that it isn't about finding love. It's about finding, you know, your love for music, your people, what you want and deserve in life that, you know, some things may not work out in the end, but that's okay. And that there's more things and better things to come. I completely agree with you, Sarah. I think a central theme is that the love for music and the love for inspiration is part of the romance of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not about finding, you know, your partner. It's about finding your love for yourself and finding your love for what you want to do with your life. Healing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow, I, that's deep. I really agree, Sarah. <laughs> this this was a fun musical change of pace for our podcast, I think. Definitely, yeah. Because, um, I mean, films where music is a central like, character or component, I always have a predisposition to them, I'll be honest. This one does not disappoint on the musical aspect. There were times where I didn't know where the story would go. Just like you, I'm like, who... Sorry, who's the love interest here? And also, who is the actual main character? (laughs) Am I actually rooting for Mark Ruffalo? Because sometimes don't necessarily love him. And and throughout the movie, I was like, okay, is is this the love interest? Is it going to be Mark Ruffalo and Keira Knightley, or is it gonna? Is she gonna go back to? Um, Dave Cole. Dave Cole. Yeah. yeah. Adam Levine. And I was just like, who do and I want? And is he going to go back with his ex-wife, right? And and what am I rooting for? Because What like, do I want to happen? What, I don't know. What? Like so many emotions. So it was good though. I really liked it. I liked the ending. It was very satisfying. Yes. There were a few longing looks between Mark Ruffalo and Keira Knightley yes. that I'm like, is this? Oh my God. Is this the love? I, I don't know. Is this the love? Is something going to happen? And then nothing kept happening. And I was just like, um... Yeah, okay. I also believe that this was a surprisingly strong film that maybe just a tiny bit takes itself a little too seriously at moments, is all I'm going to say. That's the okay. only real hole I'll poke. Overall, there's a lot to love here. Strong acting performances, and I think a lot of people who just wanted to be in the movie. Like, CeeLo Green was here, oh my God, Adam yes. Levine, <laughs> Moss Def, James Corden, yeah. Harry Steinfe- uh, Haley Steinfeld. Like, I think there were a lot of... Like, they kind of had Keira Knightley and Mark Ruffalo as the two main acting leads. And they were like, all right, who who is good at singing who wants to be in a movie? And a bunch of people were like, yeah, I'll do it. Sure, why not? That That's the impression I got. Yeah. There were a lot of musicians who just did it for the love of music, I think. So it opens with Greta playing an original song. And it turns out she is a songwriter. Because um, it doesn't come out right away that she is, in fact, a songwriter. Strange the way they told this oh story. Oh, my God. Yes, it was. I like. I was like, okay, I don't get it. And then it goes back. and I'm the, like, Yeah, they, they show like the moment at the bar when yeah. Dan sees Greta playing. And then they're like, and here's the backstory with Greta. And you're like, here's okay. 24 hours like, earlier. And here's the backstory with Dan. And you're like 50 minutes into the movie by the time you get back to yeah. that moment at the bar. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, so we see her. Um, and Greta. The, Greta. And then... Um, and then it goes back to earlier that day. There's a guy hungover who is Mark Ruffalo. Dan. Dan. Um, he gets up for the day and then goes back to bed and then he leaves his apartment like midday, goes into his work and it turns out like, I don't know, he just, he is the founder of the, of the record label, but he is really, I don't think he's lost a lot of respect of the people who work there. Um, and on his way to work, he listens to a bunch of songs by artists. He hates them all. Um, he just hasn't found that person yet. 
He goes to pick up his daughter from school, and he clearly doesn't spend a lot of time with her. They have a very strange relationship, like you were saying. It's Violet, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. Once he gets to work, he does get fired from the company, and then he makes a big scene. Ooh. Yeah. So his getting fired situation is hilarious. So it is really he kind of walks in on a board meeting. Yeah. He's the founder, and he's just like totally interrupting everything. He brings his daughter into this meeting. Uh, Moss Def, amazing, by the way, is the other co-founder, and he more or less tells him like, "Hey, man, like we're cutting you loose. You yeah. you can't be part of this. You're anymore. dead weight." He freaks out. He tries to commandeer another staff member's computer <laughs> to be like, "I'm taking my client list." <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "I I own that art," and he starts pulling art <laughs> off the wall. Do you have a best uh, getting fired from a workplace story? So this did not happen to me, but I witnessed it. I'm excited. I witnessed it. Oh, my God. Current workplace, like eight years ago, maybe, there was somebody in the manager's office, like our big general manager. He had somebody in his office. Okay. This person was blatantly underperforming. Everybody was aware of it. <laughs> Except for this this poor part-time staff member who's a tall man he's like six foot three very boisterous very out there he's just whoa he was uh he played like college baseball he was a pitcher so he's very like rah rah let's go guys (laughs) anyway unbeknownst to him the general manager was firing this lady oh in his office door closed part-timer comes flying around the corner as she swings open the door after having just gotten fired and him in his full boisterous attitude was like, yo, what's going on? High five. And she she like stops him and she's like, no high five. No fucking high five. I just got fired. And she like whirls past him. The manager comes flying after her because he's like, you can't go anywhere. You got fired. Security either needs to to escort you out out, or like whatever. And this dude was like standing there still with his hand up like, what? What What just happened? Oh my God. I also um, found a bunch of great getting fired stories on uh, BuzzFeed that I'd love to share. Oh, yes, please. I love these. We can see if these live up to the level of Dan Mulligan in in Begin Again. So this person says I was working in a small grocery store and we had a new butcher start. He showed up and asked the boss to pay for his taxi because he didn't have any money until payday. He worked a few hours and then left for lunch and never returned. We found out why when we went to close the cash register, he stole about $1,000. Oh, my God. Off security cameras, you can see him putting the money into his rain boots. The kicker. They called the cops. The cops found out that he went to go to a house to play poker. They showed up at the house. He was still there hours later playing poker with the money still in his boots. I wonder if he would have made more money, would have you given it back? Just kidding. I know he wouldn't have, but... (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, this person. He slept with the boss's daughter. Oh, no. The night that he got hired. Oh, God. The twist is that that daughter is now his wife. (gasps) And his former boss is now his (laughs) (laughs) mother-in-law. So, so like, he got fired that night, but they're, like, still... Oh my they god! Go to awkward what family awkward dinners family dinners? Are Imagine, those? hey, that is very Ooh. awkward. Wow, not quite Dan Mulligan level pulling. Uh, yeah, I, I actually have another story similar to the Dan Mulligan thing okay. from this one. We had a, a wall of baby photos at my work once. Oh yes, yeah. One person quit, like slammed all the doors, leaving the office. Got out to his car, realized his baby photo was still in, so he like 
opened all the doors again, <laughs> snatched it off the wall, and then walked back out, slamming all the doors on his way out. Wow. Just that to get is, that, fa- that baby that, photo You know what? Back. Maybe that was the only baby photo that he had. Yeah. That is quite an exit, though. But you I, could also be like... <laughs> and somebody sent it to me. <laughs> so, yeah. 100% what hurts, of workplaces would accommodate that. Asking them to send the postage of $2 or... <laughs> or just like, I'm going to come back and get yeah, that, right? Yeah. yeah? Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. So Dan Mulligan pieces out. He got fired. Yeah, he doesn't get the client list nor the art that he owns. Let me say that in quotations. He goes to a bar with his daughter. And this this was a funny scene because he forgets his wallet. So he actually says to his daughter, like, oh, do you have any money? And she's like, no. Like, why? What? No. no. Yeah. So they make a run for it. And See, I thought it was sad. I'm like, oh, your dad is this oh, shitty. It's definitely sad. But it was funny that he tried to get away and then unsuccessfully got punched in the face Haley steinfeld successfully got punched in the face. sneaky good part of this movie she was solid yeah she was she was fun she's good i i like her as an actress actually yeah i agree um so he is um yeah this is like the sad moments of dan he's drunk riding the subway and then he goes to the bar and this is the bar that he discovers greta james although throughout this movie interestingly enough greta's last name is never said throughout the movie that's right. I found it like by doing research that it's Greta James. Yes. And um There's no piece of mail that we see Greta no, James. No, so the only time you see it is on the album that she ends up making at the end. Oh, is that a little quick fact? Yes, it is. Yes. Um, and so he sees her sing the song and he sees it in a way that, you know, this is the producer coming out in him. Um, where he sees all of these things happening. So he sees it she's up there without a band, but then he, you know, the piano starts playing and the drums start going and all these things come together to form the band. And, you know, he's digging it like crazy. He's the only one. Though. Oh, yeah. He's vibing. Nobody else is. And it's really good. Like, it is sneaky good song. Oh, yeah. I, and that's when I say, like, the, the musical aspect of this does pull through. There was a moment yeah. where I'm like, is this cheesy? And yeah, it is a little bit. But, like, the song slaps. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a bop. So she thinks he's lying when he says, oh, I want to sign you. And she says she's going to go home and think about it and and we'll call him. Um, so Greta goes home and is watching a video of her and this guy. We then find out this is kind of where it goes back. We go back. We find out that this is. Months ago, probably. We meet Dave Cole. Dave Cole, Adam Levine. And it's a flashback to before this night. Um, Greta and Dave, they're moving to New York City and their apartment is massive. And we find out that, yes, Dave was signed to a label. He's a superstar because one of his songs was in a movie and it launched his career. Um, He's very much becoming a superstar, though. Like, you can see it. Yes. And Greta is his significant other, but she's kind of his inspiration. Dare I say it, his muse at times. Yes. And they write music together. That's a big, big piece is that she actually writes the majority of his songs. She didn't write the one that was in the film, though. No. Is something that the record label points out. But he is kind of like... Like, I, I need her here. She's also my significant other, so. Right, yes. And so, you know, they're making his album. Greta's always there, bringing coffee for everybody, kind of always hanging around. And then Dave says, oh, I'm going to go to L.A. I have to go there for a week, Um, you know. And she's all excited. She's like, oh, my God, we're going to go to L.A. And he's like, no, no, like, you're not. I I'm am. I'm going to Bye. L.A. Yeah. So she goes to see, Greta goes to see her friend, uh, James Gordon. Um, and they hang out. <laughs> What's his name? 
Uh, Steve. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah. you remembered. I yeah, didn't. Steve. It's just James Corden. Like, he is just him. Yeah, it's Steve. I mean, which I think is a pretty good name for him in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Steve. I think that's pretty good. It's just Steve. It's like Doug, you know? Yeah, sure. He could have been Doug. Who, yeah. What else could he have been? I like Steve. Josh, probably. No. Well, no? Yeah, no, he, he could be Josh a Josh. Josh is pretty easy. Yeah. He could be a Josh. He could yeah. definitely be a Josh. Yeah. Dave gets back and he tells her, oh my gosh, I wrote a new song. Like I was really inspired by LA. She listens to it because that's what he wants. And she all of a sudden just slaps him. And we all know in that moment, he wrote the song for someone else. Who is it for? Mim. Mim from the label? Mim, Mim. Mim, who, who we met one month ago, Mim, Mim. A girl named Mim, who he's known literally for one month and was in LA with him. And he breaks up with Greta, and Greta then moves in with Steve. And I'm going to say his name like that for the rest of the podcast. It was a little bit like, our, okay, oh, she just knew that you're cheating on her from the song. She was like tearing up listening to Well, it. the way that the He s- couldn't have just written a song. No, because if you notice, like you kind of get the vibe that all the songs that they've written together or the songs that, you know, he's written, et cetera, always have a meaning. They always right. have a meaning to them. He couldn't I mean, have think just of Taylor Swift. Right. All of her songs, any guy who she dates, she writes about. Yeah, not everybody writes songs as the first person, though. Some people write songs about stories they've heard and stories they want to retell. For sure. In this know? case, it's his affair with Mim. Right. It's his own story <laughs> of his, his affair. Own, yeah. that he's, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. And then decides to come home and play it for his girlfriend, which like is the most ridiculously stupid thing to do. Oh, uh, I've got a theory. He wanted to be caught. I know. I think so, Oh, too. you agree. I Look do. at that. We're in agreement. I do. I do. Because like... He knew right away and like he didn't really like to be honest, he was a little exaggerated in his freak out. Like he like leaves the room and I'm just like, dude, you played it for her. You kind of you would have had to have known what she like what her reaction would have been. Question. Do we like James Corden? Like, I don't know. I like I feel (laughs) like I feel like he gets so much hate. He gets so and I don't social media. I'm surprised any clip on TikTok with him. People are just blasting James Corden, and I think like, oh, I, I don't, I don't know if he's that bad. Like, I like his carpool karaoke. Carpool That's karaoke's fun. fun. That's fun. I, you know, I mean, the. <laughs> are you gonna bring up cats? Fun. See, and and that cats. I think is the genesis of the problem, isn't it? No, there was I also the think... other movie he did that yes. was kind of that had some flack. Yeah, yeah, prom. Um, no, I think. It's weird because there were other people in Cats that didn't get the flack that James Corden got. Like Taylor Swift was in Cats. The Cats felt sexualized, didn't they? Like oh, it felt a little super weird. weird. Can I run through and then you can continue? Yeah. Okay. Taylor Swift, Judy Dench, Idris Elba, James Corden, Jennifer Hudson. Yep. Rebel Wilson. Yep. They were all in it. And like J- Jason Derulo, Ian McKellen. Like, all of these people were in this movie, and they did not get half as much flack as James Corden did. Is it? Okay, okay. Can I, can I, like, can we just address the elephant in the room? All of those cats were sexy cats outside of <laughs> Judy Dent, who's, like, old, and James Corden, right? Like, a rotund cat is not sexy. <laughs> a rotund cat. And, like, I don't even know why they had to do that. You could have given him, like, oh a normal-looking cat, but no, his cat was kind of, and that's not, yeah, yeah, I... <sighs> Okay, all right. Let's do the ranking. All right. Late night show host turned actors. Okay. Where's the case? Okay, so we have Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. He was in Taxi, Fever Pitch. Yep. James Corden, Cats, Begin Again, Craig Ferguson, 
has not been a late night show host for a bit. Okay. But he was a mainstay on the Drew Carey show. He was the executive in The Ugly Truth with Katherine Heigl and Gerard Butler. He did voice acting. They did like Brave with Disney. They're like, okay, well, let's oh, get he, Craig Ferguson to yeah, voice act Yeah, he did for that. the Late Late Show yeah. before James Corden. That's right, oh, yeah. Okay. But he has, a, he has a pretty decent acting history. Right. Um, Seth Meyers did like McGruber. Jimmy Kimmel had a lot of voice acting oh on like Garfield God. and They Pop all Troll get them to do a lot of voice acting. Voice James acting. Corden too. Probably because they're not actually good actors. Stephen Colbert as well. Mr. Peabody and Sherman, Monsters oh vs. Aliens. God. So as wow. much as I dislike him, is Jimmy Fallon the top yes. for late night yes. show host actors? Yes. I like I Jimmy Fallon. I know it. you don't like Jimmy I don't, Fallon, I don't. but I like Jimmy Fallon. I think he's funny. I think you could sit next I'm to e- him. I'm easily entertained. I was going to say, he is too. And I think that's the thing. <laughs> you could sit next to him in an interview, say anything, and he would laugh at it. And that bothers me. It's not that funny, Jimmy. Oh, but you know what? Pe- some people like myself are easily entertained. Like Jimmy. Like and Jimmy. Jimmy and I, you know, we so, get along. So does it go like Jimmy Fallon? Can I, I, I put Craig can, Ferguson in second. Yeah, I agree. Can I tell you the one thing when I think of Jimmy Fallon? the things that I that make me like when I think of Jimmy Fallon there are things that I'm like oh yeah this is Jimmy Fallon right um when he got his um finger almost cut off because his ring that he's written a children's book okay and that he does that um really cool lip sync battle I was about to say lip sync battles and um also he does this thing on the show where he brings puppies out and how many puppies can you hold at one time? So these are the things that I think of when I think of Jimmy Fallon. I just wanted to tell you. <laughs> how many How many of his episodes have you watched? Um, Is, is that not a lot? No, no, no. I'm just wondering, like, you have a very... Specific... Knowledge set for Jimmy Fallon. Oh, like, like, have you watched a single episode in the last year? No. Okay. <laughs> Why? No, just because you're like, oh, Jimmy Fallon, the guy who almost <laughs> lost his finger for the ring. And it's like, well... That was a long time ago. Is that what he's ago. most known no, for? No, no, like, no. I don't think but in so. in my eyes. Right. Sarah's like, right, the puppy guy. Oh, <laughs> the yes. The puppy guy. Like, hey, really? man, if That's... I could sit on a, on a chair and have puppies in my arms, I would do that. Jimmy Fallon, please oh, have me on God. your show so I can hold puppies. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'd say Jimmy Fallon won, Craig Ferguson. Then is it James Corden? Yeah, maybe. He's yeah. had enough acting roles. Like I, I yeah, feel like I think the quantity, so. yes, based on the amount of time he's been a late night show host, yeah, and is like pretty he's high. not awful. Yeah, like he's fine in this, but there are times like, like he's fine. There's the um. Okay, the game is don't dance, and then he plays a song that he tries to get people. Yeah, to dance. that was that was f-ing annoying, guys. That, that was, was so stupid. A lot. That was just not necessary. It was not it necessary. Didn't add any thing. value to the movie. Exactly. Yeah. We added no value. It was just a fun party, and then he played this stupid game, and it was annoying. <laughs> So I get it, maybe. Your hatred is showing. Yeah, I, I, I get it, <laughs> but I don't get it all the time. Right. Is yeah, what yeah. I'll say. like pick and choose, you know, your times. That's fine. So Greta, James, and Dave Cole yeah. broken up. He cheated. Yes. On her. Yeah. So Greta's friend, Steve, um, says, like, I'm going to an open night, mic night that same night, like when she's dragging her suitcase to his little outside show where no one is around. Um, he says, oh, like, why don't you come with me? And she's like, no, no. And then she's convinced. But she's thinking about bar. going back to... England. England, yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, so um, so this is where she gets discovered that night. Then the next morning, Dan gets a phone call from Greta. Um, and she's like, okay, yeah, like, bring me into your label. Let's talk, whatever. So Dan goes over to his 
his house, which he no longer lives at, but has all of his things there because he lives in an apartment <laughs> that has nothing but him and his Jaguar sitting outside. Yeah. Um, Miriam and Violet's yeah. house, his, his wife and kid. Yes. Yeah, so he goes over to have a shower and get dressed and everything. And like, this is one of my best scenes. This is my best scene because the- This is your best scene? Fascinating. It's just really funny. I just thought it was really funny. Like they're bickering and like their relationship as a whole. Again, we don't know this backstory quite yet with Dan, but- um, the wife and Dan clearly have like the funniest relationship. It's you can tell that there's still love there, um, especially with Dan. But yeah, it's an interesting one. I just thought this was a really funny. He goes in. He's like, I'm going to use a shower. I need my suit. Like I found somebody. I'm really excited about it. And she's just like, what are you talking about? Like, this is bizarre. Like, you can't just come over here and take a shower. And he's like, yes, I can. It's my house. And anyway, it was funny. So Dan brings Greta over to his record label and his partner doesn't like her. She sits there and like melodramatically plays her song for him. And well, she didn't have a demo CD. No. They were driving and he's like, all right, where's the CD? And she's like, I don't have a demo. And Dan's like, oh, no. Because she just I... writes songs. Yeah, she's just a songwriter. Why wouldn't you have a, like at least told her, hey, record a thing on like GarageBand, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Record something real quick. SoundCloud. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> Upload something. Yeah, yeah. So... Dan comes up with this idea to record an album in different locations around New York City, which I, feel I like it's thought actually was... been done before. Oh, really? Because I was going to say that was so cool. Oh no, it, it I is think it's cool. so cool. This is like it's also kind of like my my best scene is like them coming up with this idea to do it and like actually going through with it. All of the cool different places that they were doing it, I thought that was so so neat. Oh, it was really fascinating. Yeah. It was the uh, like your classic rom com needs a montage moment. It was yes. a fun montage moment. It was. You know what it does remind me of. What? 13 going on 30, Mark Ruffalo oh, once again my God, doing the yes. photo shoot throughout the city. Yep. And at, once again, it's a very like eclectic aesthetic is what he's going for, a little bit more retro. Yep. Same here. It's all like violins. We're going to have a cello here. You yeah, know? He brings together all these musicians, yeah. um, goes I mean, to see CeeLo Green. I was going to say CeeLo Green, who has some like strange... Artist Trouble name. Gum, I think his name yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's CeeLo Green, though. He's it's not CeeLo acting. Green. It's just yeah. him. Yeah. And he um, throws him. He's like, yeah, I'll get you a bassist. Like, okay, <laughs> cool. Thank you, CeeLo. Yeah, CeeLo Green, he's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. But he does give them musicians for free. Um, and then he brings these kids in to oh, sing. Oh, that, that's total BS. Why? So, yeah, they're they're shooting in an alleyway, and these kids are like, smashing garbage cans <laughs> yeah. and he's like I'll give you guys like a couple bucks to shut up <laughs> and they just want a lighter and cigarettes yeah <laughs> which <laughs> I'm like you are too young <laughs> and then and then he has the idea like hey you guys want to be on an album and he gets them in front of a mic yeah and they're singing they're really good having dealt with I mean this is in a different way like kids reading scripts for like commercials having to deal with that no offense if you listening right now have a child and you want to put that child in a commercial <laughs> don't f do it they're bad a hundred percent of the time oh, no. i have met one good kid who could do a good read and that was an like a theater student oh no none well, of them are all good of these kids are in theater the, the, no they're they're smashing garbage cans together well, not these specific kids but like to get this part they're all theater kids oh like the actors yes the actors. yes the characters in the movie they're playing kids who are like one of them attacking is... each other with beer bottles in an alleyway like these are not kids yes, who are going to be good at this i know one of the kids playing in the alley is actually mark ruffalo's son keen wow yeah, that's pretty there. cool yeah, yeah anyway that's total bs yeah they 
even getting multiples of them in at the same time. They're speaking <laughs> over each other. They're not talking at the same time. <laughs> okay, Hello. you hate you hate the kids. All My right. My name is James, and I love Echo Secondary. The and they yeah. <laughs> my god (laughs) so Greta and Dan pick up Violet from school and they go and hang out and get ice cream Greta gives Violet some advice about a boy that Violet likes and says to stop dressing like you're easy Mm. I thought this scene was really funny because like we see Violet come out the first time out of school and she's dressed with a crop top shorts shorts and heels which like not a good look but anyway um so they go shopping and Greta helps her pick some really nice clothes and um Greta also asks her if she wants to be on the album so they they've started recording this album around New York City super cool vibes really great songs all of Greta's original songs it's awesome then We get into Dan's story. It kind of goes back to um, what happened with Dan. Dan kind of goes through with Greta what happened with him and his wife. I left that relationship because I was having a nervous breakdown and she was out there some other guy planning how she's going to start a whole new life with him when I was here taking care of my kid. She Um, cheated on him. She cheated on him while away at work for a year. And so everything was fractured. And so he left. Um, And that was kind of what happened with Dan. So they're both in very fractured positions right now. Um, And they kind of need to begin again. Oh, look at that. Um, And so he also divulges to Greta their first date in terms of like Miriam and Dan's first date. Because she asks, what is this hanging over his uh, rearview mirror? What is that? This? Yeah. That's a splitter. For uh, two headphones going into one input. It bothers me because that's like... Also, like, I know what a splitter is. I was going to say, that's like a surgeon not knowing what a scalpel is. Like, you're a musician and you don't know what a splitter is? <laughs> this is a very common <laughs> yeah. piece of equipment. Anyway. I, I think it's a really sorry. cute first date idea, though. Oh. So, like, you put the splitter in, you listen to it on your own headphones, and you, like, go around, like, listening to all these things and just see life pass you by through all of this song. Like, what a really cool, cool way to listen to music. I really liked this. This was my best scene. Okay. I should have guessed that. Because this, this is one of my favorite things. I love, not even this exactly, but, you know, you had a few bevies at the bar. You get home. You're with your significant other. Yeah, we've done this. You go back and forth, like, choosing music. Yeah, choose your your song you want the other to listen to. Exactly. Or this, you know, you're walking through the city, headphones in, listening to the same thing. She gets home that evening, and like, okay, we think at this evening, who's going to hook up? Mark Ruffalo and Keira Knightley. They have a longing look. That longing look I was talking about. No, no, no. Like, yeah, well, yes. But she also brings him up to the apartment. Yeah. Thinking that Steve... Steve is not there and then he pops up and he's there doing his thing anyway um he turns on the tv and says oh my gosh or the laptop and says you your ex just won an award and of course they get drunk after and she calls him and leaves a voicemail of a song that she literally just wrote which like she's a really good songwriter she's a good songwriter yeah she sends that to Dave Cole I thought I died in this moment because I was like oh my gosh he is looking probably for a new song and he's going to steal, steal hers. I thought that as well. This was such BS. Oh Sarah God. cannot handle not knowing something. 
She'll like read the last page of a book okay, all I the time. I don't always do that. <laughs> okay, the fact that you do it ever <laughs> no, I is don't. disgusting. I don't. No, don't lie. You said what you said. Uh, anyway, so Sarah asks me, she's like, oh my God, does he steal the song? And I'm like, I'm, I'm not telling you. And she does the, you know how you can highlight like the bottom. <laughs> you like, can't do it at every streaming service though. You can't do it on every one, but no. how you can like highlight the little time yes. bar there. She was like looking at the frames that show up as a preview, trying yeah. to figure out if he did it or not. And then he doesn't and steal then, the music. No, he doesn't. But and he reaches out to Devin him. Devin was kind enough to say, what are you doing? What are you doing over there? And I'm like, nothing. So I stopped. So, I So I didn't know. So Dave Cole's been on the road. He's been touring. Yes. How many, uh, how much random um, tale do you think he got on, on tour? A like, lot. do you think after him and Mims broke up? You Did know, you plural her name? Plural? I, I couldn't remember if it was Mim or Mims. Mim. Okay. It's just Mim. It's just Mim. <laughs> She, literally, we see her for 0.5 yes, of a frame. you literally do. I don't even remember what she looks like. She's like, hi, I'm Mims. Yeah. Mim. Whatever. It's not Mims. Okay. So it's I grabbed- It's Mim. I grabbed from Reddit. Okay. Best hooking up with musicians stories. All right. You ready All for right. them? Yes. Here we go. This person says, a girl I used to have an off and on again with. She had sex with Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish, as well <laughs> just, you know, the solo artist. Yeah. Uh, Darius Rucker. She I like said, how you had to say hootie. Hootie and the hootie. Uh She said uh, he was a fantastic lay, a wow. perfect gentleman. Even <laughs> sang to her in oh, the morning no. as he made her breakfast. No, Sarah, worst, how would you feel about my it? My worst nightmare is being sung to. Although, like, I wonder if he's like, a proper musician. I was just though. about to say, but still, I think if I'm the only one, I don't know. It would be. It would depend. Like, if I was doing something, like if I was making breakfast or like doing something, and somebody was singing, that's different than me having to sit there and watch them play to me. So he's making her breakfast and performing too. Yeah, her. that's a that's different. And like, if I was helping, like if we were just kind of like vibing in the kitchen, that's different than being sung to or at. I don't so, like that. Okay, so Sarah's okay with being performed to as long as there's another activity. Yeah, I think so. Right. I'm yeah. chopping vegetables and singing to you. Right. I am, and like, am I helping? I'd like that. You I'm know? doing our taxes while <laughs> I sing to you. That's okay. Yeah. All right. I'm doing swimming laps while singing to right. you. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah Just like that. Very difficult, but yes. 100%. Yeah. Um, this person says, my ex-wife and her friend hooked up with members of the Bloodhound Gang. You wow. familiar? Okay. You and me, baby. Ain't nothing, nothing but mammals. I so let's do it like they do. I don't think that's do something you should beg about. The Discovery Channel. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Exactly. Like, That's not breakable. Of all the people to uh, like, like hooking up with a musician, they might be the strangest. <laughs> oh my god! Like, like, hey, you know the like weird Discovery Channel sex people? Oh my god! Yeah, I, I, that, I had sex with them. That music video is something else. They've also got they've got a, a few very suggestive songs. Really strange. Foxtrot, Uniform, Charlie yes, Kilo. Yeah. That one as well. Very suggestive. Uh, I didn't find out about this until I was already her boyfriend and felt it would be a bit shallow to break up with her for it. He says, but seriously, dot, 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 the Bloodhound Gang, yeah. question mark. Yeah. I'm glad he knows as well, right? And now I've got two that are just overall celebrities. All right. Oh, Because I think they're funny stories. Okay, I like it. A good friend of mine had sex with, wait for it, Jennifer Coolidge, baby. Really? Yes. <laughs> Stifler's oh mom, God. he says in brackets. Stifler. 
Prowler's mom. He's only 27. She was 52 at the time. Wow. So the whole Prowling Cougar character she's famous for may be kind of accurate. Although we did hear that story recently we where did. she said yes. that she probably hooked up with hundreds of people because of her role in yep. American Pie. Yeah, Stifler's mom. So this person, like, this is a completely unrelated story. This person is confirming her saying I banged hundreds of dudes for that role. And the last one, my friend's cousin dated Derek Jeter for a little while. Oh. Famous Yankees baseball player. Um, Right, yes. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. According to the story, she entered the apartment one day, his apartment, to find him butt-ass naked on his couch watching highlights of himself. Oh no. Oh no. Pumping his fist, saying, yeah, Jeets. Yeah, Jeets. Stop. <laughs> oh, Imagine. my God. No. You have to be so full of yourself to do that. Like, think extremely highly Imagine. of yourself. Imagine if you came home one day and I had this podcast on full blast. Oh, no. I was inexplicably naked. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Dev, let's go. <laughs> like, what? What is that? Oh, no, that's too much for me. <laughs> that's a lot. Way that too much. That is a lot. Oh, that's awful. Um, So they do finish the album, and they did all these really cool places, rooftops, subways, um, you know, paddling in on, on a, like, in Central Park, on a yep. river, like, um, on a lake. It's super, super cool. But and, yes. Dave Cole wants to... Yes. He wants to reconnect with Greta James after she gives him that voicemail... It's a beautifully poetic song. He's like, let's meet up. Let's let's I want to talk to you. Yeah. So she texts him back and says, yeah, let's meet. Asshole. I think she throws in like a. She says, "Okay, asshole, let's meet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They meet for coffee. Mm -hmm. And she finds out that him, him and Mim broke up. And um, (laughs) and she shows him her album. Um, the one that she just created and he thinks he, it's the coolest thing ever. He loves it. He absolutely loves it and clearly you can tell he's trying to get her back um, and then he asks her to listen to his new album and she hates it. It's terrible. Yeah. But this is a major growing point for her. She realizes that too much has changed. I think everything has changed and I'm, um, I'm just finding it a bit hard to adjust. I know. It makes sense but we're just gonna have to find a way to get through this do this together i'm kind of putting words in her mouth but like it's too late like it's too too far gone and i think they both represent like he is kind of mainstream media pop music you know i'm gonna do what's gonna sell the most units yes and i'm gonna have the big record deal and as we see by the end of the movie she does the complete opposite of that dave says come to my next show in new york city like i really want you to be there um and she goes, I'll only go if you play Lost Stars the way that you and I wrote it. Because yeah, he's he's revamped the whole song into this pop, you know, eclectic. It's a Maroon 5 song. It's a Maroon 5. It is literally his voice on a different song yeah. than a Maroon 5 song. Yeah. Um, he kind of contemplates it and he's like, oh, no, you'll really like the way I sing it. Like, come, come, come. Can I say one thing that I did like that this movie did? And I kind of talked about it off the top, but like. They get Justin Timberlake to do a lot of roles that are extremely outside of music. And he, yeah. he probably chooses those roles because they're so far removed musically. Mm-hmm. Adam Levine, I don't know if he's a good actor or not, but in this role, he's he's very strong. Oh yeah. Like I, I really liked him in this. Because his song like his singing is believable. He is a real artist. I'm believing everything that he's doing. I like that they got them to actually sing. Like they picked people who could actually sing. Yeah. 
Exactly. Instead of dubbing it over. He's good at this. Yeah. The acting, I don't know, but like, you know what? He's singing for like 50% of his lines, so yes. I, it doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um. So before she goes to the show, Greta does end up going to the show. Um. Greta and Dan go to the label to pitch the new album. And they pitch it and they want her. They want her bad. They're like, we're going to put in a movie. And she's like, no. And she pushes back and says, like, I, why do you guys get all the money and I only get a dollar from every unit sold? When I produced, like, when we produced it, it was all free. We didn't use a studio. You didn't do anything. And so they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll think about it, blah, blah, blah. And she goes away and she goes to Dave's concert. And he sings it. This is like a little bit of a weep warning. Like I kind of got teary during this. Wow. Because I thought it was so touching that he sung it the way that they had written it. Yeah. And I thought that was super, super special. And he left a guitar on stage to be like, if this person is out there, she's the songwriter. This is her version of the song. She wants to come up and play. She could. Yeah. I kind of, part of me wanted her to go up and play, you know, part and of just, me did too. and then leave after. But you know? I think it says more that she refused. Yeah. Still. So she doesn't end up going up there. She actually ends up leaving after the song. She she leaves that part of her life behind, which which was very, very big of her to just kind of move on and say, like, too much has changed. I'm not going back to that. And so she does go to um, see... Dan and um, says she doesn't want his label to release the album. She wants to release the album for a dollar and that's it since that's all she would have gotten anyway from um, from the label. Which is ridiculous to me. I know. Me too. Even say like you're going to do it uh, independently. That's fine. Like you still got to pay Dan as the producer royalties. You still yes, got to pay those the artists a little bit. So like sell it for 10 bucks a pop. Come on. Like <laughs> screw the label. Sure. I'm, I'm all for that. Screw the label. Great. Yeah. Macklemore it up, you know? Exactly. He did fantastic. But I think it was like she's steeped in her morals. Definitely. She has her way of doing things and she has her way of seeing the musical world and she wants to stick to her values, which, I mean, I give her credit for. And we see that Dan has rekindled his relationship with Miriam. Yes. Violet was There's, in on the music. Yeah. She's kind of, she actually is a good guitarist. So we're mm-hmm. seeing her. He He actually says near the end, like, why don't you start a band? I'll I'll manage you. Which by the way is never a good no vibe. No. When the dad is the manager of the When any parent manages a child. No. No. It's not a good good idea. Seen a lot never. of Britney Spears stuff Heck yeah. lately. Not a good look. But but for the whole intents and purposes of this movie, <laughs> it's great. It's great. They're re- <laughs> they're the reconnecting. He's back with the wife, we think. They seem to have yeah. rekindled something. And uh Greta James has released a successful album. For one dollar. Yes. Well, and they do ask CeeLo Green's character, Trouble Gum, um, to share it on, you know, his social media. So I think in the first day, the label says, oh, my gosh, 10,000 people have purchased it in the first day. So, you know, $10,000, blah, blah, blah. So there you go. Could have been $100,000 if been. he sold it in 10 Maybe. bucks a pop. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> are we on to quick facts? We are. The original working title of the film was Can a Song Save Your Life? The apartment that is given to Greta and Dave in New York City is the real house of Adam Levine and his wife. Kira Knightley had to learn to play guitar for the role. Her husband, musician James Wrighton, offered his help. According to Knightley, his lessons were disastrous and almost led to divorce and murder. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo and Kira Knightley spent a couple of weeks hanging out with each other before production began to build their chemistry and their characters and to work on their improvisations. 
Mark Ruffalo and James Corden both improvised their dialogue throughout the movie. The red electric guitar Adam Levine plays at the end of the movie is his actual guitar that he plays at concerts and is his personal favorite. Scarlett Johansson was cast in the lead role in early stages of production, but dropped out. I could see it. Yeah, me too. The Electric Lady recording studio was also featured in Nick and Nora's Infinite playlist in 2008. Very cool. Mm -hmm. When they record the first live song outside, one of the children playing in the alley is Mark Ruffalo's son, Keen. The album Greta releases at the end of the film is titled The Great Outdoors. Director John Carney told Variety in an interview that he considered casting a pop singer as Greta James, including Adele and Florence Welch. Florence Welch would have been so cool. Yeah, I don't know how she is cool as an actress. Though. Yeah, I don't know. Former Boyzone vocalist Ronan Keaton vied unsuccessfully for the part of Dave. I'm glad it went to Adam Levine. He was he was strong. In the film, Dave Cole's debut album is titled Jane's Last Day. The title of the album parodies the debut album Songs About Jane by Adam Levine's band Maroon 5. This is the third collaboration between Mark Ruffalo and Catherine Keener. They previously played a couple in Where the Wild Things Are in 2009, and most recently they were both in The Adam Project that came out in February 2022. Dan's Jaguar has New York license plates, but no New York registration or inspection sticker on its windshield. Haley Steinfeld and Yazing Bay share the same birthday, December 11th. While many know her as a singer, Haley Steinfeld doesn't sing in this movie. When Dan and Greta release her debut album online, her full name on the album cover is revealed to be Greta James, which takes inspiration and eerie, eerie similarity from the R&B singer Etta James, despite her last name being shown on the album and on her credit card during the failed attempt to leave New York City. She is still credited only as Greta. You missed the controversy between the director John Carney had of Kira Knightley. Yes. Yeah. So most of this occurred when he was promoting his next film, Sing Street, in 2016. Okay. He would say things like, uh, this is a small personal movie with no Kira Knightley's in it. It's really rewarding. Yeah, total shade. He said, I'll never make another film with supermodels again, which is Kira Knightley started as a supermodel, although she had been an actress for a I long time. Okay, I also didn't know that. I think she's more known as an actress than a, than yeah. a model now. yeah. He said, I just think with Kira, it was like asking her to do something that she could not do. He also said, Sing Street came from his, quote, experience of working, let's face it, with a model on my last film. Wow. Very, very... So I've also read that he took those things back. He did. Yeah. And she did accept his apology back in 2019. Somebody said, hey, he said these things. He's now apologized. And she did say, like, that she was not shocked by his comments because I guess on Mm. set... It's a little Interesting. contentious. Interesting. But he, he did not mince words about her. He was no very shit. upfront, which wow. is, yeah. Honorable mentions. Okay, so I don't know if this is going to be yours too, but the soundtrack to this movie is sneaky good and so underrated. I don't have that. Okay. My honorable mention is just Adam Levine's voice. We get a lot of it in this movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. He's got a beautiful, beautiful voice. Like I said, acting, I don't know, he might have been fine. I don't really remember, but I remember... His that voice. performance of Lost Stars at the end, impeccable. It was beautiful. His stage presence is acting enough. He did a great job, I think. Yeah, he was great. I did like him. I don't know if he could do a non-musical acting role. That might be a little bit too far out of his comfort zone. Has he done anything else since? Um, I don't think I so. I don't think so. That's a good... I mean, he, he was on um, The Voice for so long, right? And, and that is a big time commitment. 
touring, making albums, the voice, that's got to be like all your time right For there. sure. What should have been? Okay, so my what should have been. Cool marketing for this movie would have been to have the soundtrack available to everyone for a dollar. Just like oh. Greta does at the end of the movie, releases her album for a dollar. A dollar and then you donate all that money to a charity like yeah, yeah, Inner City Music for Children Absolutely. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, my what should have been is something about Greta. We don't. She doesn't fall in love with anybody. No. So who, maybe in even another romantic comedy, who else could she end up with, we think? I haven't figured out exactly who Greta James should end up with, but I okay. think I know the type. Oh. Mm-hmm. Peter Bretter, Jason Siegel in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh. He does that musical play that launches in L.A. and he's got, I'm pretty sure he's going to do shows in New York or whatever. He's going to get on Broadway, perhaps, Mm -hmm. maybe. I think she needs a a creative mind that is not traditional because she got the Dave Cole thing, which is the... The Pop media star. machine, mm-hmm. the record label, it's the all created be... the created music star. That's right. Yeah. She needs the the songwriter. Yes, she needs the creative, um, you know, grassroots kind of like you 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 keep to your values and you you do it for the love of music. Exactly. And I think he'll bring to her life fun. Yes. But she needs that. So I, I love Jason Siegel and Mila Kunis ending up together at oh, the end of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. But like that type of person, yeah. if you can think of that type of person in another movie, let me know because that's who Greta James should ultimately end up with. I agree. Overall rewatchability. So I've got chemistry. I'm going to give it a 3.7. Okay. The storyline gets a 3.9. Thirst Factor is a solid 3. Imagination is a 4.1. Soundtrack is a 4.5. Devin, you're Whoa. thinking this this movie could get in the fours. Um. Yeah. The cheese is a 1.8. It is, there's just a little bit too much cheese in this. And like not the good kind. Okay. It's gotten a little moldy. It's Which gone. gives me an overall score of 3.5 out of 5. You could have been close to a 4 if you cleaned up the cheese a little bit. Oh my God, you're so funny. <laughs> That's just blue cheese, okay? No, it's not. And also, <laughs> I don't like blue cheese. So that, I know, I don't like blue cheese I, I don't like it all the time. I don't like it at all. Certain things are okay with blue cheese, but mostly no. My rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, 3.5. Storyline, 3.75. There's Factor 5. Adam Levine is in it. Hello. Oh, I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> like, good God. He doesn't take off his shirt at any moment. Doesn't, Isn't that the appeal of Adam Levine? Um, Yes, it is. Okay. But his face is also nice. <laughs> his face is also <laughs> yes. the appeal. Is he that good looking? Yes. Okay, question. He starts uh-huh. off no beard. I'm going to have to redo this. Because... Midway through the movie, he has beard. The beard is a no thank you. Oh, no thank you to the beard. Okay, no, good to know. No, it's way too bushy. <laughs> Okay, Imagination 3.75, Soundtrack 5, Cheese 2.5, for an overall score of 3.91. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You really enjoyed this one. I did. I liked it. It was a different take to a rom-com, you know? Like, the love for music was the love. Oh, yes, I agree. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Begin Again. If you heard anything that you want to talk more about, you can... We actually have a voicemail. one 560 8573. Last time I gave you an extension number, turns out you don't need that. You can just call that number. <laughs> you get a voicemail. You can so if if you want to leave us a voicemail, we will absolutely get it. We might play it on the pod. As well, Instagram messages are great at romcomrewind. You can fire us an email, romcomrewind at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. 